stupid day! Maybe nothing is worse than this. Wow, they really fly! Come to me, dance for me, sky dance is wrong for me! I don't make sense, you don't make sense, I make sense, that's who makes sense! I'd like to buy the world a coke. Maybe they got it wrong. outing a tattoo. You have a whole lot of jerseys. Do you still have the Macklemore jersey? <laughs> I do. Um, I have it right here. Bryce, do you know yeah, any you of said, all the stories? You said the Macklemore jersey. Oh, oh, Bryce, it is, I mean, it is a pretty cool story, I have to say. Okay, let's, yeah, it yeah, is. Okay, yeah. It was kind of the peak <laughs> of my life, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you, br- did you, did, did you, want to did you kiss you, Macklemore? Oh, if only. I mean, honestly, that would have been the pinnacle. <laughs> Bryce, you just kind of outdid us outdid yeah. our story, but we'll proceed. Um, it was... Uh, <laughs> it's not too late. No, it was fine. Um, we'll it. revise it as we go. Um, it was uh, in <laughs> the middle of, uh, I don't know, fall semester, I would say. And it was like peak Macklemore season. Like Macklemore had just come out with Thrift Shop. Right. It was Macklemore like, was oh my hot. gosh. Yeah, Macklemore was hot as hell. And so mm-hmm. we, me and Danny and Rachel and Kurt and one of our friends, Katie, all went, and obviously these are all our friends, all went to, like all bought a ticket to New Orleans to go see Macklemore in concert. And we're like, oh my God, this is so great. And so we get there, and it was, a, it truly was, like, undeniably pretty great. But to prepare for this show, because all we knew about Macklemore was that he recorded this song called Thrift Shop. Like, it was one of those, like, one-hit wonder type of situations. And so we right. all show up in thrift store fur coats, which is one of the things he, like, touts in the song. So uh, there are several several other people who show up in thrift in thrift store fur coats, but I think... Danny, you know, you have to back me up on this, but I think ours are the best. Um, I show up and I still have it in a thrift store in a floor length black mink fake. But Danny, I think, is it Danny or is it Kurt? Was it Kurt that showed up in it? I think it was Kurt. But part of this is that not only were we just like preparing for this concert by buying these, we were going through a whole phase <laughs> where we were just going to the thrift store, going straight to the used fur coat section and just buying which whatever. If you we know, could, which right? you know, if you, never you know, know anything about cheap, thrift stores, we just, is the is a section where you have to ask the woman to get it from behind the counter. <laughs> it is like the premium yeah, section right. where you get like twenty dollar fur coats. So, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're living large at this point. And so I th- Kurt, I guess, has the rap, a true real rabbit fur coat. And so I, I actually, I actually yes. have it and now. And so Danny has it now, but Macklemore pointed out from the, and there was a bunch of them in the, I mean, a bunch of them were like five, four of them were us, but there was, he pointed out this one. He's like, oh my gosh, is that real? And we're like, oh, yes, it is. It was four ninety nine at the thrift store. He's like, why in the hell did you wear a, did you wear a real fur coat? Could I, could I have that? And we're like, oh my God, this is our moment. So we send it up to the stage. And he's like, this is a real fur coat. Like this could only fit my grandmother. It's so tiny. Could I wear it? And we're like, please God, wear it. Because we that will give us a story to tell for the rest of our lives. And so <laughs> he puts it on and proceeds to sing Thrift Shop in that coat. And we are dying at this point. 
And uh, then he throws it back to us. And of course, Danny still has it because it is a relic now. And, um, and then he is singing. And you didn't ask for a kiss? Well, he was too far away at that point. <laughs> Just wait. Um, and then Danny, what, he was singing some song excuse. about, I can't remember the song's name, but he was singing some song about the Sonics, which is this. Yeah, something with right, Seattle. Right, which is like the Seattle Sonics, Seattle like song. the very yeah. like like homegrown like basketball team. And he wears like a custom jersey and then at the end takes it off and throws it in the audience. And Danny, I think you snatched it from some woman. <laughs> The girl next to me definitely got her hand on it first, but I just kind of like just oh, pulled yeah. it away from her. And she's like, I caught that. I'm like, it's mine. I'm not Are you going to be you. that old guy at baseball games who like knocks down a kid to grab like the, the ball? Oh, takes the ball. 100, yeah. 175%. Probably. And, yeah. and you have like a giant ball. Yeah. So, anyway, well. so we're living, yeah, we're yeah. living and large. And just, fle- just flex on him. Like. <laughs> so, anyway, so we're. Li- Stay at home, little Good man. <laughs> so we're living large at this point, right? And so we yeah. go down and wait on Macklemore because we're like, I mean, honestly, he clearly knows this <laughs> at this point. We can wait on him and he'll like say, hey, yeah. and like invite us in. So I think, yeah, invite, invite us, us into in, his yeah. tour bus, right? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. This is this is my internal monologue. I don't know if it was Danny's as well, but it's fine. <laughs> um, so he. Charlie's trying to get back in the green room. Uh, For sure. But okay, so what we don't, I think actually what he's at the end of the set, he actually sings a song that is about him going sober because he was an alcoholic. And uh, mm-hmm. so while we're waiting on him, that's like ro- like rolling in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, he's probably not like interested in this whole like being mobbed by Turn people <laughs> like outside his show, yeah. like because he doesn't want to like you know, fall into like the, fall into the influence. And I was like, I get that. I understand that. So like, let's stand back. And so we're standing back, like we're waiting casually as like, he is like, he comes out of the stage and like walks around and like sees everybody. And so we decide to pose with him and there's someone like we asked the woman, we ask another fan who's standing there to po- to like take our picture, but she's so like invested in her own picture that she sort of like casually takes it. And then the phone that we take it on immediately dies. So we're like, we don't know if we got it. We'll just have to assume that we did and move on with our lives because he's gone. When we charge right. it again, it it turns out to be like literally it's a perfect crop of one of of him and just one of our other friends. And so, <laughs> yeah, like she just took a selfie. So literally, just looks like yeah. a selfie with her and him just hanging out. And she said, "Well, this looks great." And we're like, "Well, this is fucked. Like, what the hell?" Oh um, and that's our story. But we did did we go to CVS, Danny? And there's some girls who were like talking about us, like in the like in the aisles. Like, oh my god, that's the that's the guy who stole the Sonic jersey, and there's the fur coat. Like, blah blah. <laughs> blah. We're like famous at this point, so we're like living at large. Yeah, it was the greatest. Yeah, we were. I mean, we were the greatest weekend night, ever. For sure. <laughs> Truly, I, I wish nothing more than you could live than you that you could live a weekend like that. It was great. Wow, that's very exciting. But. Far um, off from what yeah, we're talking about. I don't know about. how we can top the excitement on that for for our topic today, which is uh, XFL, right, Danny? Is that XFL. the right? Is that the right? So uh, letters. Yeah, acronym it is. Um, and just speaking about the acronym, <laughs> what does that stand that for? Acronym. I was just going to ask you that. What do you think it stands Extreme for? Extreme FL. Extreme Football League. You would think so. It actually doesn't stand for anything. Uh, oh. Um, 
apparently that makes these sense. acronyms are very hard to come by because they're all copyrighted. Uh, so um, yeah, literally they just took they just took XFL because it was available and and at the time. So the XFL is this startup football league uh, founded by Vince McMahon in 2001. Who Vince McMahon is, we all know as oh, the no. um, the founder of the WWF now WWE. Um, right. So yeah, there was another league at the time called and one of Extreme the advisors football now league. for reopening America. He is. Um, is that right? This is that yeah correct. I think so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a good friend of of, um, of our president. Yeah. Um. And yeah, a financial advisor, I think, at this point. So this <laughs> this story might uh, concern you a bit, but yeah. So it they didn't they wanted to go with Extreme Football League, but it was already copyrighted by another league that was trying to start up at the same time. Um, that one never panned out. But um, so they were stuck with this XFL that really didn't stand for anything. Um, so they just went with it. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, and this was so. Um, this was a football league that was created by people who enjoyed football, but also cocaine. It was created by a man who lived in the wrestling world. And are you guys wrestling fans, or have you watched professional wrestling? I wouldn't say that I follow it, but I, I like the older I get, the more I enjoy it. Like the theatrics of it, it is so fun. Like I see right. so many clips of things where I'm like, who like wrote the script for this? This is amazing. So I think I'm going to start watching more of it but I, I really don't know that much about unsurprisingly, it. unsurprisingly i'm not a fan it's <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting though and it's very far from a sport and they really don't translate in the same thing and that's something vince mcmahon was trying to do was take this wwf um you know mentality and put it in an actual sport but one of them is scripted huh. and one of them is not um so, yeah, it, it made for a very interesting league uh, that they, they were trying to compete with the NFL. They would they started the season right after the end of the Super Bowl to pick up in the offseason of the NFL because who can't get enough football? Me. Right. Um, and they <laughs> Right. Um, they so, yeah, they, they partnered with NBC um, in 2001. And that was kind of the co-owners was Vince McMahon, WWF, and then this guy, uh, Dick Ebersole with NBC. And they started this league of eight teams, a pretty small league uh, that would play 10 games. Um, and that was the birth of the XFL in 2001. You may you might have heard of the XFL more recently because we'll get to it later. But they did try to revive it in 2020. And we'll, we'll that's part of the story, too. But huh. we're really going to focus on the 2001 version. All I know is that Vince McMahon had Love a it. yacht um, called Sexy Bitch. Are we going to get into that, too? Or... <laughs> <laughs> which is it, it might is, be which a is theme, code name for uh, his ass, right? right? Well, you know, it, it remains to be seen, but yes, probably. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, he's definitely. Um, yeah, he it, it'll it'll come up in in themes. <laughs> okay, gotcha. It's, he, it's um, thematic. Gotcha. Gotcha. I understand. It of is course. Thematic, yeah. Um, but yeah, he he made this league, and um, you know, he made this big. And I remember this as a kid because at that time I was. I mean, 2001, I would have been nine years old. I was so into wrestling. My brothers were into wrestling. That is so um, not surprising. Which is the appropriate age. But I mean, a nine-year-old, like, that's when you should be into wrestling sure, right. for sure. Yeah. Um, and then Vince McMahon gets on this big press conference and starts just just completely trashing the NFL, calling it the No Fun League. <laughs> and the XFL is the Extreme Fun League. And the XFL is soft. And the NFL 
or the NFL is soft and the XFL is going to be this grittier, harder, sexier version of football. Nice. Um, yeah, and a lot of his like, yeah. Um, and the funny part is at the time, this was really before, this is when the NFL just started to think about the safety of their players, particularly head safety and, and all of the um, brain damage that they were getting. So it was a hard league back then. And it was a lot. I mean, they really, they really regulated how much you can, you you know, how much they can hit these days. But back then it was still a very hard league. So I don't know what he was even talking about. Right, yeah. He's trying to make it more dangerous when this is at the kind of the beginning when they were trying to make the game safer, uh, really taking it in the opposite direction. But yeah, he incorporated a lot of this WWE antics um, at the time, WWF, I, at, I guess in 2002, they rebranded from World Wrestling Federation or World Wrestling Entertainment. Mm. Don't know why they did that. Um, but yeah, like he would do things like there was a lot of, you know, the players and the and the announcers on the microphones trash talking and creating all of this drama. And I learned a new word, so um, a wrestling term in this process of researching this called uh, kayfabe. And they don't really know where this word came from, but it it means staying in character at all times and maintaining that suspension of disbelief uh, for viewers. Mm. It's a wrestling term and um, it's something wrestlers do. And that's kind of the entertainment of wrestling is that these guys are larger than life characters and they never really break that. They don't like Like turn off interviews and stuff. Right. Yeah. If you see John Cena on the street, he's still kind of the same guy. I mean, back in the day when Dwayne Johnson was a wrestler, he was always still in that rock persona. Yeah. Hmm. Um, which it's an interesting, unique form of entertainment. And I mean, I think it really worked well in the 90s and 2000s. And now, I mean, people think it's a little corny, but yeah. Wow. So they were like, I, the, actually, the only thing I have heard about this. So did they have, was everyone mic'd up? So like every single player on the field, you could hear all of them like shit talking each other? Or was that mostly just the commentators? Or how did that work? No, yeah, so so they really were playing into that marketing this as as getting these personalities out there. So yeah, they did mic up a lot of the players, which they they did once in a while they'd mic up a player in the NFL back then, um, just to hear what, what was going on on the field. But the XFL mic'd up so many people, had microphones everywhere, had cameras everywhere, um, which was actually one of the more innovative things that they did because the NFL now does a lot more of that because it is fun to listen in to the players and stuff. Yeah. The thing about the XFL is they would they would broadcast some of those clips live, like some of those record or they weren't recordings. They were just live broadcasting the mics on the players. And uh, yeah, a lot of it was not good stuff that they were saying because they were in the midst of this game. Um, It was kind of unfiltered. The whole league, very unfiltered. That sounds like a ton of fun. I think I would have watched that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, It sounded like a lot of fun in theory. And I think... um, as a nine-year-old, I was super excited for it. Uh, the whole league, we'll get into kind of some of the more specifics of the league, right. but it feels like it was designed by a 12-year-old. <laughs> like, And then you see Vince McMahon, you're like, this guy is like a giant 12-year-old in a suit, you know? Yeah. Which is why wrestling works so well. How did So how did they decide, like, who the players would be for this. Like, how did the recruiting work on <laughs> they, season they one? Off and like, how many teams um, were they? You know, how many? So there was eight, there was eight, eight teams. Yeah. Um, and uh, so what they did, they had a draft like they do in the NFL. And obviously they didn't have a player base to work with. So they drafted players from 
either retired NFL players or Canadian Football League players, or there's other little minor league teams that right. would be out there um, or college that, players that, that draft play them. Some, some form of professional football. Y- yeah. And, you know, none of them were, were at, or most of them weren't at NFL standards of play. Um, some of them were like, you know, they were kind of thought their their football career was over and they were working a regular job and they were pulled off the street, uh, or, you know, pulled out of their regular job. I mean, um, and got back to playing football, That's which, crazy. yeah. And um, it was interesting. So yeah, they had to pull from kind of wherever they could. And these guys were good football players, but um, they're like, definitely, Oh, you also have to be interested in acting by the way. Yeah. And some of them were, and some of them weren't. I mean, particularly the coaches were like, you know, we just want to coach football or some of them, some were very vocal about like, we don't want to participate in all the antics. I mean, some of those players, they dreamed of doing this. Right. Um, So like, I'll get into some of the things that they, they, uh, they did that would be incorporated in this, but I just want to go over the team names because this, it's interesting. There's eight teams, um, in a bunch of different cities. And again, it seems like a 12 year old came up with this. Please Maybe tell me an they're like 12 year old monster truck names. Yes. Uh, that's spot on yes. actually. So it's the Orlando rage, <laughs> the Chicago enforcers, the New York slash New Jersey Hitmen. Oh my God. Don't know why they couldn't pick between one city or one state. Uh, yeah. Birmingham Thunderbolts, Los Angeles oh, extreme. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Birmingham had a team. Um, did you go to any games, Charlie? Uh, well, I thought I'd, uh, yeah, now it's bringing back memories. Yes, it did. The Birmingham, nice. what is it? <laughs> Thunderbolts. Which is Thunderbolts, one of the more normal names. Did you forget? How dare <laughs> you? It's, it, it's, it's honestly like the most normal name out of any of these. Because, um, yeah, you had Rage, Enforcers, Hitmen, Birmingham, Thunderbolts, Hitman, Los Angeles Extreme with an X, um, San Francisco Demons, Memphis Maniacs with an X at the end. <laughs> so they're really playing on this X Yeah, Maniacs there. is a very modest uh, and the Los, name. Yeah, the, with an X. With an X, And yeah, yeah. the Las Vegas Outlaws. Oh so, like, gosh. half of these names were, like, yeah, monsters or criminals or, like, just, I mean, Orlando Rage. Like, just kind of strange. But, yeah, yeah. they would, um, they would, um, so, going back to the players and, like, how they would get involved in kind of the antics and the dramatics, they would let them choose uh, the name they would put on the back of their uniforms. Oh, that's which, so fun. How did I miss this yeah, when I was a with, kid? I would have loved this. Right. And think about some of these players. Like, you know, they're like young 20-something-year-olds who are just like ready to play and excited to play football. And, of course, all of them picked like the craziest names. The most famous one was a guy named Rod Smart who uh, he had He Hate Me on his jersey. Um, and his explanation was he would point to the other team and be like, He Hate Me and He Hate Me and He Hate Me. And uh, he became like kind of the poster child for that first year. How many years did this go on for? I mean, obviously not very many, right? Just one. <laughs> Just the one. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I'll talk about why it why it uh, it, it kind of fell apart so sure. fast. Um, yeah. But there's been a lot of, you know, startup football leagues like this because you look at the. Just the ratings of the NFL, it's every Sunday, it's the highest rated TV show by far, you know? So it's like everyone wants a piece of that pie, um, but no one's really done a good job of figuring out how to make it work besides the NFL and maybe, you know, the Canadian Football League. But I remember there was that, something in Birmingham that started. There, and- yes. Birmingham had another professional team. I think it was the Arena Football League. Which probably lasted. No, no, a few I think years. this was oh. recent. Like this was like 
like within the last two thousand, like within two thousand nineteen, and like ended shortly thereafter. Mm, it might be, uh, it might be more XFL stuff, which we'll get to. It was later. the AFL actually, it AFL was the amateur football league. Yeah, yeah, and or is, like I think it's American like four football months league, later. right? Yeah, um, but yeah, that league folded. I th- I think they played a couple games. I don't even know if they played a game. No, I don't think they played a game. The AFL. No, I don't think they did either. Yeah, I think they, I think they had like. All the funding was coming from one person. And he withdrew, so it was like yeah. not a thing anymore. Mm, probably, probably smart because historically, it's it's hard to start a league. Yeah, um, but yeah, they so they really played up these drama. They created these kind of feuds and rivalries and personalities, and had um, which is which is is something that's important to wrestling because you know it is staged and scripted. The actual competition aspect of it, but in an actual professional sports league do you really need to like create all of this external drama? And it made people question like, were these games scripted? And they obviously weren't, but um, people really criticized the legitimacy of the league because uh, it was so wrapped up in like the wrestling world. Well, and that's weird because I feel like with wrestling, it's more, it's almost more acceptable for it to be scripted because there's only two individuals. Whereas mm-hmm. with football, because there's so many individuals and so many different things, it's almost like, oh my gosh, is it scripted? And then it's you sort of like question more. Yeah. Yeah. The legitimacy of every, like a lot of things because there's so many different players. Mm-hmm. It seems almost more plausible for wrestling to be scripted. Right. It'd be very two. hard like to you coordinate. expect it to be. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so if and so if you sort of think that football is scripted too, you're like, oh, this is too much. My yeah. worldview is being threatened now, and I yeah. just can't. Um, it yeah. it definitely was, um, but I think as soon as people uh, saw saw the 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 quality of play of this game, they were like, yeah, this definitely isn't scripted because it was not good. Um, so what yeah, were some they, of like they, what were some of the rules or like regulations that like like was it? I don't know if safe is the right word. But was right. it was it a little more like rowdy than like regular football? Yeah. So so the rule the rule changes. Fa- they they lean towards making the game getting rid of those those safety regulations. Oh. So one of them is like you know they really especially now, but even they started to do this in the nineties and two thousands was to protect players from rough and unnecessary hits, and that's something they like completely lifted because Vince McMahon he wanted to see those big hits. Uh very dangerous for the players and it makes for yeah. sloppier football. So that was, that was kind of the, the big rule change. And then the, some of the most dangerous plays like kickoffs and punts, which leave a player really defenseless waiting for that ball to come down and guys, 250 pound guys running full speed at them in the NFL. There's ways that they do that to, they, they do things to make it um, a little safer and, and protect that player in this. They, uh, they made it way, way more dangerous. So like, on the kickoffs, which in the NFL is one of the most dangerous play. It is the most dangerous play on the field because sure, everyone's yeah. running so far downfield um, and there's defenseless players in the XFL. Um, in, they made it way more dangerous by scrapping that whole idea of a kickoff um, or before the kickoff or, or sorry, this was addition to the kickoff. They yeah. added. Um, so a play that's not dangerous. It's not even a play is the coin toss in the NFL. Oh, so that no. determines who gets the ball first. So instead of doing a coin Let's toss, literally nine-year-old me was like, yeah, I would I would have came up with the same exact thing. They put you take your two fastest players on both teams, 
line them up next to each other, put the ball in the middle of the field, and the first player to get that ball gets to gets to possession of the ball first. Wow. So what it led to was two guys running full speed downfield next to each other and diving at this ball on top of each other, and it was so dangerous. And like fifty percent of the time in the first few games, someone got hurt. Yeah. Oh. Wow. So and rule that's changes just, really. And that's just the beginning of the game. It's it's like yeah, it's not even an aspect that was in, it was a coin toss in the NFL, and they turned it into this. Yeah, it was entertaining, especially like when I was nine years old. I was like, that's awesome, but for the players' sake, not a good thing. Um, and it's like, hey, you know that well, part where you guys are really tired, and uh, we're gonna have some people come up and you know squirt some water in your mouth. Instead of that, now we're gonna hit everyone with a shovel. Like, I wouldn't that's put the mindset, them, honestly. Yeah. So like a big a big another big safety thing in the NFL is on punts. Um, you know, there's a guy downfield waiting to receive that punt and he's kind of wide open and vulnerable and you can fair catch the ball, which means that you could signal that the play is dead. Once I touch the ball, no one can hit me. I can't move for the safety of the player. They just waved that and said, yeah, the, the ball is live. So that guy who's just standing watching a ball slowly come down to him can just get crushed at any moment as soon as he touches the ball. Um, another, just one of the most dangerous plays they made more dangerous. So. Yeah, they really weren't too concerned with the player's safety. <laughs> Did anybody die in this season? Surprisingly not. Wow. Luckily, it was yeah, only one season. Yeah, what was the season. worst? Do you know what the worst injury was? Um, is that like catching? I don't know. Down? I mean, more like the most notorious one is that that they call it the scramble when they ran down the field to see who got possession right. at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Literally the first one of them, uh, someone got injured and was out for the whole the whole season. Oh, my God. So, Jesus. Like literally before the game even started, he someone was injured for the whole season, and that that's like the most notorious injury. But you know, all kinds of you, you don't even know with football because like it's hard to tell a lot of the injuries because you have these physical injuries to your limbs. But then like just the brain damage you're taking over time mm-hmm. and the head injuries, it's mm-hmm. hard to calculate that in the short term. So let's check back with some of these XFL guys in a few years. <laughs> right. Wow. Um, another big aspect, uh, super controversial even in 2001, uh, was that like like the WWE, um, they put a big focus on suggestively dressed cheerleaders. Um, mm-hmm. It was a big aspect of this whole thing um, yeah. was like really focusing on them, uh, the way they would shoot them on the cameras, the way they would have the announcers talk about them. One of the announcers, um, who's actually like a reputable announcer, he said, so there was Vince McMahon of WWE on one side. And then there was the other partner in this was the guy from NBC, uh, Dick Erbisol. He said at one point he had the headset on and he was doing, and there was a very, very like not a great shot of a cheerleader on the camera being broadcast. And he was supposed to commentate on it. And the guy Dick in one year was like, please don't, please don't say anything. You shouldn't right now. And Vince is in the other ear. He's like, play it up, do it. So the guy didn't know what to do. The announcer didn't know what to do. So he just was like, I feel uncomfortable. And he just says it on camera as this cheerleader dancing. It's like, <laughs> this is a mess. That was in the first, the very first game. Wow. Um, mm, Jesus. Yeah. So what happened, though, with all of these elements uh, that were so just all this craziness? Yeah, it was super entertaining, especially when I was a kid. But. It just kind of distracted from the actual game. So when they actually started playing on February 3rd, 2001, uh, the quality of play was 
pretty low. It was very sloppy. These players were not ready. They were drafted in October, and it was now oh, February. Not a and lot of time. no, it's not a lot of time, especially when these players aren't really team? conditioned. Yeah, completely new team. And I mean, football is one of those sports where like every team and every system you play on could be completely different with different formations, and yeah. different plays, and all this different stuff. And just the physical conditioning. Some I heard it. Uh, some of them had about a month of actual organized practice before the first game. Uh, and it showed on the field. It was very messy, very sloppy, lots of mm. like fumbles and lots of penalties and bad hits and stuff. Um, so people looked at all this hype from this league and all this crazy marketing and all this buildup and all this trash talking to the NFL that Vince McMahon was doing. And then they watched the play and it just did not back it up because it was crap. Like everyone was pretty bad. This Easter Sunday, prepare to get annihilated. Cracker Barrel and Hasbro proudly present the 2020 Monster Chess Rally at the Phillips Arena. Featuring all of your favorite players. Bulldozer Carlson. Vladimir the Maniac. Bigfoot Spassky. Admission is just 10 bucks. First hundred people in the game get a free Bobby Fischer action figure. Tickets available at Denny's or your local library. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. April 12th, don't miss the 2020 Monster Chess Rally. So, yeah, that first game, they, you know, they they had the first game. It was the, again, I don't know why it's New York, New Jersey Hitmen, <laughs> which, again, like, why? I know it was like a, now it'd probably be even more, like, controversial, but in 2001, right. like, Hitmen... Why would you name your team after like a paid killer, you know? <laughs> so it but it was, it was New the Jersey. XFL, well, like, but like normally yeah. someone would choose the name got like it. mercenaries exactly. or something and not hitmen. <laughs> That's such a strange, right. you know. Right. So the first game was the, the New York New Jersey Hitmen versus the Las Vegas Outlaws. And it was like two kind of like criminal names. Yeah. Um and so th they ended the first game and a lot of people involved were like, oh, shit, like this was not this did not go well, <laughs> mainly because of how much they hyped up. This was going to be this gritty, crazy league. And it was just very sloppy and not very the skill level wasn't very good. Yeah. But then they looked at the ratings and the ratings were double what NBC projected for that first game, which was crazy. It was right. like higher than World Series ratings, which is pretty good. Um so, yeah, that was what they wanted to maintain after that first game. Uh, everyone at home was around. like, honey, was was that good? And they're like, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> the thing was, everyone was watching it, though, yeah. and it was bad. But I guess, you know, it was entertainment. And I, I watched it. I remember my dad being like, you got to witness the first XFL game. Like He was talking like <laughs> there was going to be a lot more of them. Little did we know there was 10 of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, you know, 10 weeks of it. But so week two came around and week two was pretty much, I think, the pivotal moment in this whole league's history. Um, this week, the game improved. It was just a better game. Like the players, you know, maybe they got more. They just were more conditioned to play now and they kind of got everything figured out. And it was a good game. It was a good close game. And like they were like, yes, finally, this is like coming together. Um, they had this big, so to, to follow up with those week one ratings, they said, okay, we're going to tie this into SNL playing right after this, uh, SNL was 
very big at the time and they had j-lo on who was really hot was was really like you know popular hot right. um at the time and like regular hot also j-lo hot but <laughs> but she um she was gonna be performing on snl after so it was like a big night nbc was like tying together with the xfl straight into snl Partway through this this game, though, in week two, uh, the broadcast just goes black, like everything shuts off. And there was like the broadcast was just like blank. Oh, no. Didn't know what happened. Everyone was scrambling. Turns out someone they they have backup generation. Like, why are those not turning on? It turned it turns out that someone just forgot to put gasoline in the backup generators. (laughs) (laughs) Well, oh, my God. Seems like they're not very professional. Yeah. No, and it's like you would think they're the TV crew is at least like professional. Maybe the players weren't so good at their job, but I guess someone just forgot see, to do that. I see, whoever that employee was, I can just picture them like sitting in, out in their car smoking a J during the game, like eating like a hamburger, and they're like, "Oh shit." <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anyone ever got like. I'm sure there was so much finger pointing and so much like yeah. blame on everyone. I don't know if anyone ever got like single handedly uh, pointed out for it, but I I'm would sure not someone face did. Them. People always like to throw people under the bus. I'm sure. Yeah, some innocent I'm sure soul got blamed, 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 whatever blamed yeah. is. They got blamed. They got David blamed. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that I would not want to be like the one who has to answer to Vince McMahon to that, though. He's kind of this kind of a wild card, kind of crazy. Yeah. Just not not someone I wouldn't call him scary, but just kind of like unpredictable and yeah. wild. Just like not someone you want to be around. <laughs> yeah. And he's kind of like it baffles me because he's like he started he's supposed to be this businessman who's like started the um, WWF, which was super successful and like supposed to be the brain behind that. But he's also like his own wrestling personality where he's like super jacked up and would sometimes get in the ring and like fight people and like be on the microphone and getting into all like, I mean, he was like leading all of the antics. So it's like, he really wore a lot of hats and uh, I don't, I think he was the one we'll go back to that term. Uh, so he didn't join in, in playing in the XFL. No. And honestly, I'm surprised he didn't. He was yeah, definitely involved surprised. in like, yeah, he definitely like got on there before every game and would do this big hype up thing and make every, you know, dramatize everything. But that, that term kayfabe where it's like staying in character I think I think he has done gone so far with that that like he can't even leave that character. Right. Like that's his day. life. Like he just is that. Yeah. So he does not. Well, I mean, like, that's what like, you know, with all the method acting that's been all the method acting been going around like it's some vi- like it's some virus. Uh, <laughs> like that's like the issue. Like right, that's the issue that you hear about. Right. And yeah. so like that's the um, issue you hear about with Heath Ledger. Right. Being mm-hmm. like the Joker and like not being able to leave that role. Right. And like, so 100% I could, I could see that. Yeah, we need a PSA on the dangers of method acting. <laughs> right. You know, on or, A, mental health, and B, if you're already a douchebag, this could turn you in, into an even bigger douchebag. So maybe not be. Yeah. Or, yeah. Use yeah. Method acting, you know. If you're Vince McMahon, you're just kind of, you're just kind of like this. <laughs> method acting gets on my nerves. I'm not going to lie. Cause like, Someone who, so I mean, no offense to people who use method acting, but it's like, if that's your career, like, shouldn't you be able to snap in and out of it when you, like, I know you Nick, need a minute to get into the role, but it's like, if you have to pretend to be someone else for like a year before you do something, then I don't know, maybe acting's not for you. I, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, 
I think I it's mean, kind of well, obnoxious. yeah. I mean, how many? You've you've also worked with like quite a few unnamed, unnamed method actors, <laughs> right? Who uh, unnamed are ridiculous in the ter- like in the lengths they'll go for method acting, right? So yeah. I mean, I get it, but yeah. However, um, no, no, I agree. I agree with you mostly because like I feel like like British actors are not taught method acting like, as a rule. And method acting is like a, a very American style of acting. And uh, for that one or two or three roles that gives you like a super like passionate, like portrayal of that role or whatever. Right. Yeah. But it, in general, I feel like British actors are better at like technical acting. And no, like, I agree. Yeah. Acting like within the bounds of what they need to do to portray that role appropriately yeah and that's just that's that's my ted talk on it yeah i i think (laughs) it's like it's one of those things that like it's it's one tool to use and sometimes it's a really good tool and sometimes it just doesn't work and it if it works well everyone's like oh my god that was brilliant right i'm so glad they did that but there's all those cases where it's like why did they do that and they were just annoying yeah that's what i'm saying it's like i don't think it's a tool to be like okay i'm just gonna be a method actor and i'm gonna use that technique for every single role it's like, okay, well, that's just kind of, mm. it, that, it almost seems kind of lazy in a way, you know? Like, yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean, there's a maybe. famous hot take, where, maybe. Um, I don't know. Where Lucas yell Hedges, I don't have a Where Lucas so Hedges was like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, Lucas Hedges was in uh, what? Three billboards over Billings, Montana? Not Billings. Who? Over um, uh, something. Three bill- Ebbing, Ebbing, Missouri. Is that it? That sounds Thank right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he was in that with Francis McDermott. And he was in he was at Yale in Yale, the Yale Drama School studying a particular method and I can't remember what it's like the Kaminsky method or something like that. One of those, yeah. Um it was like a particular like offshoot of the method, right? And he was studying it because the man at like the man at the man who invented the method was a professor at Yale, like had mm-hmm. been a professor at Yale. So he was telling Francis McDermott like what he had been studying, and she's like, Well, actually I studied under him when he was inventing this method. Do you want to do it with me? Oh, that's cool. And uh, I, yeah, I just think that's the coolest story ever. Like, I'm not sure he's like, yeah, absolutely. And so they like did it together, like on the set of this, of this, you know, of this movie. And I'm like, that is a, is a takeaway. Yeah. That's the coolest takeaway. Like not doing weird method acting where you're like stripping off your clothes and like whatever. Yeah. But like doing it with someone. Jared (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or others or others. There are many of many others who've done the same thing. Right. Um, But like studying under, like with somebody who studied under the man who invented the method is pretty fucking cool. That is cool. Yeah. I agree. Especially with two actors. Basically a PSA. Well, this is just a PSA. Like, I love Francis McDermott, and nothing right. could like convince me otherwise. It's a good movie, basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Tie, back to tying that back into this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, side um, some, side note on yeah. I mean, wrestler wrestlers are kind of trained to never leave that method. Uh, you know, that character. Right. And that's just Vince McMahon's like life. That's just the way he is. Um, but yeah. So at this point, week two, in the middle of the game, the game was going well. Uh, things went dark. Someone forgot to put gas in the generator. That's insane. Uh, so they switched over to the second game, like the secondary game in this like smaller market. It wasn't supposed to be the primetime game. They switched over to that because they're like, fuck, we don't know what to put on the TV. So they put that on. Now everyone's like, oh, I guess we're watching a different game. I don't live in the city <laughs> or care about this team. 
And then 20 minutes later, they get everything back up and running. Um, they, oh, fun, funny, funny little thing that I heard from someone, um, someone was interviewed on this production crew. They said when they were, they figured out it was the gasoline that was um, in the generators they didn't have. They were siphoning gas out of cars in the parking lot to try to like get the generators back. No. <laughs> so that's was like ass. a real mess. Yeah. Someone's like, yeah, you could have just filmed us uh, running around and like scrambling. It would have been better entertainment anyway. <laughs> that is crazy. But, um, yeah, it was it was it was a mess. Um, so after they switched over to this other game, they got everything back up and running and just switched back. So everyone was like on this roller coaster of like, yeah, what are we watching now? So now they're back to the original game, which is now 20 minutes late. But remember that uh, or 20, 30 minutes, you know, delayed because they stopped the game because they don't want to lose the, um, you know, that they don't want to play the game and then bring it back. And it wasn't on TV. Yeah. So they just paused the game. Um, remember, they were on this time schedule that SNL was supposed to was supposed to come on right after the game. and It was supposed to lead right into it. Oh, uh, no. But the game was really delayed and they were banking on it ending on time. Uh, the game ended up being a super long game and an actually really good game. It went into double overtime. But at this point, uh, Lauren Michaels was like on the phone with the guy, uh, Dick Urbisol, and was like, what the fuck? We're like, J-Lo is sitting here in the green room and has been waiting for like 45 minutes. And we're like way behind. He's like, end your fucking game and like put on SNL. So they, they like couldn't switch over. And he was super mad. And NBC was like very tense at this point uh, because not only like did the, the game, not only um, did it like you know, ruffle feathers over there. It also like the viewers were really confused by all this switch back and forth. And the SNL crowd was like, why are we watching football right now? What's going on? And uh, viewership tanked like 50% from that week one to week two. Oh my gosh. Uh, which was very bad um, and not what they wanted to happen. Pretty much everything went wrong and it could have. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, th I guess JLo didn't get to go on until like well after midnight. Big problem. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, but think about it. Like you're going to tune into SNL and there's just like this double overtime football game on that's like, you're like, I don't know any of these teams. That you these may or may not have ever heard on. of. And you're like, is this, yeah, you, are we, is this a middle of an SNL sketch? You know what I mean? Like, the, right. the funny part no, is, it's like true. all these people. Yeah. You might think that cause you'd be like, wait, the NFL, like the Super because Bowl it's was last so, month. Like, because it's so absurd. I wonder how many people thought that they were in the middle of a sketch. They must have thought that because you'd think like, okay, the Super Bowl ended, the Super Bowl happened, like football's over, football's been over for a month. What is this? Who are these crazy teams? Yeah. It looks like a child came up with their names and their uniforms. You can you can imagine what the uniforms look like. That's I mean, so like funny. look them up there. Some of them are have, crazy. have you ever been watching something before and you're like, wait, I don't know if this is a joke or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that actually yeah. happened to people nationwide. That's yeah, amazing. because you'd be expecting SNL, right. so like you're in that mindset already, and then now you're seeing football, but you're also seeing like these crazy antics and these over the top announcers, and like <laughs> you know all the players have it, like literally like a Key and Peele skit almost where they have all the yeah. crazy names. It's like these guys have this one guy was like Death Blow was his name on his jersey, and like <laughs> Ox, and like obviously he hate me, and like they're just all like these crazy names on their jerseys or like just numbers like. Yeah, so people were probably like, this has got to be a People skit. are like calling but their no. friends like, guys, SNL is funny again. It's back. <laughs> Turn your TV yeah. on. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I mean, if you went in on that, same as you go in on wrestling, you're like, you're not going in it for the, you're going in it for the 
the dramatics and the antics yeah, and everything. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you looked at the XFL for this, it would have done better. But so, I mean, that was kind of the pivotal moment was that second week. Um, the ratings just went down and down and down. And, you know, a lot to blame was the quality of the play was just not very good and that they had all these broadcast problems. And it's like that one moment could have ruined it for them. Um, so by the end of the season, they were at like 10% of the of the viewership that they were in week one, which was not where they wow. needed to be at all. And then you said they started off like double what the network was right. hitting before at that time slot, right? Yeah. And it goes to show That's like crazy. they marketed this really well and like really hyped it up. So like people really tuned in and the 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 crowd, like the the attendance in the actual stadiums were like they were packed out and they were like sold out their tickets and everything. And by the end, like, yeah, it was just really 10% of what it originally was. It was not, you know, people really didn't stick with it. Uh, by the championship game, which is funny because they called most of the season, they called the championship game or part of the season, they called it the big game at the end of the season. Like that was the name, like not the Super Bowl, the but the big, big game, game at the end of the at season. The end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> like they just That's forgot nice to make to like some rolls off the for tongue, it. right? Yeah. yeah. Imagine that on a t-shirt. <laughs> it's like it's like you're not allowed to say the name of something so you have to like just kind of reference it as like the big game at the end of the season right eventually right. they called it uh the million dollar game because the winning team i guess would split million dollar prize um which is split amongst 50, not 50 so people yeah. not that much yeah and coaches and staff or whatever i don't know how they actually did that but they did play the game the los angeles extreme with an x uh won that game so i guess they got their 50 million but like I watched some of clips of that game and um, this the crowd, the stadium is just it's so sad because it's like a high school football game. There's like a f <laughs> like I mean, it, there's a few thousand people there, but in a big stadium, it looks very sad and sparse. That's so fitting for the last game of a season like this. Yeah. And then Vince McMahon's on there like we're coming back next year and uh, this is you know, thank you to everybody. And this is like, you know, th and I felt bad for the players because like they legitimately wanted to play football yeah. and thought they were going to get at least get a couple years out of this. Um, That's too bad. So, yeah, the. Um, I want to go into well, I'll go into the failure and then we'll talk about some of the other little. Well, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that. It's all um, great. It's all good shit. So at the end of this, at the end of the first season um, and the only season, unfortunately, the WWF and NBC, who are the two partners in this, both lost about $35 million. So they recuperated about 30% of what their investment was, which was like $100 million to start this thing up. So they both Aye. lost 35 each. So most of the money went down the drain in one year, which you know contributed to not doing a second year. Um, attendance, like I said, dropped to about 10%, and viewership dropped about 10% of the first game. So it got pretty sad, and no one was really paying attention. Um, NBC would no longer air it um, after the first season and um, Dick, Dick Ebersole and, and Vince McMahon, they were close friends and it, it really like tarnished their relationship with each other uh, because he's like, sorry, we can't, we can't keep this on because it's losing us a lot of money. So Vince McMahon went to other networks, um, mainly uh, UPN, which is universal. It was universal something network um, that's now defunct, but they aired WWE at the time too. And they agreed well, to say, well, continue their XFL, but in order to do that, we have to cut down WWE SmackDown from two hours to one and a half hours just so we could physically put them both on the channel. 
And he was like, nope, unacceptable, not happening. I'm closing down the XFL because we're not going to sacrifice. We're not going to compromise with WWE. So uh, Mm, that was kind of the, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that's the way he operates. Um, And uh, that was kind of the final nail in there that. uh, And this is the guy who's on the board of advisors for reopening the country, just to remind everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you could see just the kind of his mentality hasn't much changed if he doesn't get his way it's just like yeah we're living in a comedy in the united states right now yep pretty much (laughs) yeah um it's a good time so yeah the um another like some of the other issues that kind of contributed to his failure was that like because the play was so bad and because all of these off-field antics were going on and all of this dramatization sports columnists and like ESPN and other media things were um, they weren't taking it very seriously and they weren't like reporting on it like an actual sport. They were like, you know, maybe they would talk about it and make fun of it, but they weren't like reporting the stats or reporting the players and things like that. So it was hard for fans to have feel any sort of like, like this was a legitimate mm-hmm. sports organization. It was more just entertainment. Yeah. Um, and ESPN and other the Fox news or Fox sports and all those they really didn't want to give a lot of coverage either because it was partly owned by NBC. So, you know, they were, they, they would minimally cover it just to, because it was their, it was their competition. Um, there was a funny story about before the season started, uh, they had this big promotional blimp file over an NFL game that said XFL on it. It was like a big XFL football. And the, the, there was some sort of failure in the blimp and the pilots had to evacuate it. So it was just this unmanned blimp and it ended up crashing somewhere in like, the San Francisco Bay or something, uh, <laughs> which was very telling of like how the XFL was about to go down. Like it just was like this unmanned thing just crashing yeah. and burning, foreshadowing um, its own demise. Yeah, even even Vince McMahon said that um, in an interview later. He's like, "Yeah, it was kind of like an omen to uh, what was about to happen." It's like, yeah, wow, very much so. He knows the word omen. Yeah, he's uh, wow. you know, some people think he's a, a smart guy. I mean, he. <laughs> He started uh, wrestling, but you know, yeah, couldn't couldn't repeat the success there. Hmm. Um, I just want to touch on some of the other funny little things. I'm like, wow, this really is like a 12 year old made this oh, up. Please like do. a 12 year old meme it. So, um, so yeah, they 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 had this reputation of it's going to be grittier and tougher. Uh, that led to a lot of injuries um, because they weren't calling penalties for rough plays. Uh, only three of the eight starting quarterbacks finished the season. Like that was kind of a good tell of like how many people were injured in this game. Like the majority of the league was getting injured basically um, because of all those lack of penalties and everything. Mm-hmm. They had that kickoff scramble, which was ridiculous. Punts, no fair catches, also very dangerous. Um, all these backstage things like one, this one story, which is like, I, I, rem- I like vaguely remember seeing this and couldn't believe how ridiculous it, it was, but also very like WWE thing that, that they would do is I, I, this happened after that week two fiasco. So it was like, everything was getting bad and they were getting desperate and they shifted even more towards like ramping up the WWE style wrestling style, like dramatization of everything is Vince McMahon got on the microphone before a game. And he's like, next week we're sending a cameraman into the cheerleaders locker room and we're going to see what's no, going on in there. No. Oh my God. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes is right. I mean, yeah, that that was so like everyone was like, you know, they were like, tune in next week 
and they would like keep previewing it and they're like obviously you know the they got the cheerleaders on board with it. It was this whole stupid, bizarre skit they did. Really just like, I, I would say problematic. Yeah, that's um, a problem. That's probably a pretty that, good word. Yeah, that'd be one word. Yeah. 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 It was, um, it was, it was very strange. And it was like, clearly you've taken complete focus off of football um, and onto like just whatever you can to make this, make people watch this. But um, yeah, they did. They started doing more and more stuff like that. That I think was the, probably the worst thing they did and people still talk about that and how ridiculous that was. And when they actually went, so when they actually like showed that segment, it was like a very scripted uh, like wrestling style backstage thing. So it wasn't like they weren't like spying on anybody or anything, but like still right. just awful that they'd even sink that low to do that. Sure. Um, yeah. Lots of trash talking by the announcers or like they were trying to get the coaches involved in all the trash talking and they would like go up to them with a the microphone and be like, say something bad about the other coach. And the guy's just like, I just want to coach football. You know, they just <laughs> weren't having it. Um, some of those players would change their names on their jerseys every week, which got very confusing. They could so it's do like, that? How do you even oh, that's amazing. Your... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's great. Like, the players were having so much fun. They weren't making a ton of money, but they were making some money. And they were getting to uh, play football, and they were getting to do things like yeah, that. I feel like, like if you didn't get injured, really sure then it was probably a pretty fun time. <laughs> yeah. And if you liked, if you liked causing injury and, and being one of those really rough, dirty players, uh, you could do that in this league. You won't get in trouble. Um, yeah. And then that championship, um, was called the big game at the end of the season, the million dollar game, the just, big game at the end of the season. It just, it just seems like they're like, don't call it anything because we don't have a name for it yet. And then big game at the end of the season was like their moniker for a while. Fantastic. But I want to talk about some of the, success that came out of this league in 2001 so really there was some just just a few like pretty great benefits from this that that came out of this league that were adopted by the nfl and that was um they popularized the sky cam which is that camera that you see in stadiums that's suspended from those cables and can float around um all over the field above the players behind the players uh it existed they didn't invent it but no one was using it as like a main broadcast camera and they kind of adopted it from video games. They're like, let's make this because that's kind of the camera angle of a video game, yeah. a football video game. So they're like, let's use that with these sky cams and like make that the main camera. And it was great. It looked great. It was really cool. And people liked it. So the, eventually the NFL, I mean, now you see it when you watch an NFL game or you go to a game, you see like that camera is like the main camera. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So they really yeah, adopted it wasn't just that. like the sideline yeah. view or, or uh, you know, from like a the pit 50, somewhere. Up, yeah. Way up high or something. Yeah, and um, they also put, this is hilarious, and Bryce, you'll appreciate this, I think, as a cameraman, um, they or a camera operator, sorry, I'm reading. No, I am a cameraman. Um, I am half man and half <laughs> camera. I just had surgery. Right. <laughs> so what they, another thing they came up with, which good in theory, maybe not good in theory, they said, let's put a bunch of camera uh, people on the field <laughs> oh my between, God. between, originally between the action. Okay, fine. During the huddle, put a camera right behind there on a steady cam. Great. Move them off when the play starts. Vince McMahon's like, no, we're going to leave them on all the time. You might, my, my WWE guys, they'll, they'll love this. They'll do it. His like camera guys. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they had They're a bunch of guys. They had a bunch of guys in, um, on steady cams with like special cameras and special equipment, uh, f- like filming the action from right, like, right, like feet, feet away from the contact of yeah. the sport in the huddle on the line. 
um, there you see a lot did, of plays where like they get all they actually get hit. Did you see? Um, um I, did they have like wire? Like, I'm assuming also that like being 2001, this was probably fiber too, right? Like there wasn't wireless. I'm assuming they had to have like a cable wrangler with them as well on the field, um, which makes it even more dangerous. I, I don't. Don't quote me on they, that. They probably did. But again, like, I wouldn't be... They probably did. But I wouldn't be surprised if this was one of the, like, another innovation of, like, oh, now we have wireless streaming. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's of when this. one <laughs> of the first of those systems was invented. I mean, I just know, like, like wireless systems on a broadcast scale like that are a little bit more challenging. And, like, even in some yeah. of the modern stuff, you still have, like, a cable wrangler with you. So, like, it being 2001... Right. Like Steadicam on the field with a guy wrangling a bunch of cable, like that's such a, that's such a hazard for like everyone on the field. Absolutely. I'm gonna have to look up. And they they did wear a helmet. They put a helmet on the guy, which was pretty hilarious oh to see gosh. that. Like this camera guy with a helmet on the field. Um, again, it was cool and immersive to watch, but like a lot of camera people and Vince McMahon's guys that he said were gonna be happy to do it were all like, no, I'm not doing that. So eventually they found some camera guys to do that. Uh. But it was, um, yeah, it was it was kind of a, a good thought maybe, but they took it way too far yeah, and um, put a so lot of people reckless. in danger. Oh, my gosh. But um, And like we said before, the other big broadcasting innovation was miking up the players extensively. Yeah. Um, the NFL did a little bit, but the XFL was miking up everything. Obviously, they were giving, putting mics in the hands of the players in the players' faces and putting, um, you know, the announcers on the field creating this drama. But they would also just put little lavalier mics in the um, players' uniforms so you can hear them all game. They broadcast that. You heard all kinds of things. And How could the that NFL possibly saw that like, have yeah. sounded good, though? You know? Um, you mean, like, the quality of the yeah, sound? Yeah, because, like, like, normally normally when somebody gets loved, it's, like, a whole challenge to, to make sure, like, their clothing isn't noisy because, like, a love picks up a lot of shit. Yeah. So like if they're I'm, fucking hitting each other full on, but I mean and if they're if they're lobbed, but if, but yeah, but if they're lobbed like in their helmet, like yeah. in the like the grid. I mean, I guess it would if it was if it was rigged properly. But I'm just I don't know. I find a hard time figuring out like I don't know. I mean, kudos to the engineers, I guess, who, um, you know, took the Came lead on that. Away. I don't know. That sounds like a nightmare to me. Yeah, I think so. I've thought about that, too, when you see it, because now the NFL has adopted that. And they're like, well, it is pretty great to, like, hear the players on the field. But they edit it down, obviously, because a lot of stuff can't be heard what they're saying. Yeah. Um, And it, it seems like the quality is pretty good. And it might just because, like what Charlie said, I don't know if they put it in the helmet or in maybe the shoulder pad, like the chest area Something where it's kind of locked that down. isn't going to move. Yeah. 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 So, like, when they hit it each does. other, yeah, it really, like, it, it, it peaks. But... um. During the regular, it sounds pretty good, like normally. So wow. I think it's because you have like a solid piece of plastic there. But also, I would imagine they probably like have like a certain delay on it, so they can like take it out. That's true. Yeah, yes. like cut the yeah, cut the audio before it like gets like super rowdy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And well, in the NFL, they rarely will play that during the broadcast. It'll more be like, oh, they'll put like the, they'll put it in the highlights later. Or oh, they'll like go back and and play that post game. But yeah, uh, the, okay. even the XFL, I think broadcasting regulations they would have had to delay it just because yeah you can't, just because you don't you know can't if well i mean as, as famous yeah. as what's her name as justin timberlake and jan jackson the <laughs> right. right. delay they put in place yeah but that was because of that right yeah that yeah. moment they had to put a longer delay than they had yeah I think, yeah i think it's 90 seconds now 90 seconds it might be shorter than that hmm. 
don't know. Let's see. I think it's like it's like ten seconds. Maybe it's yeah. Maybe it's. I mean, I how, how long does it take to get like a boob off the screen? Like <laughs> five seconds. <laughs> um. Okay. These are the questions of the ages. All right, y'all continue on. I'll take sure, it now. Sure, sure. Yeah, you do, do some do some research some, there. Some yeah, Google. for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, so so those were some some like, I guess little silver linings of this league is like we got some very innovative things because they were taking risks. Um, you know, obviously the cameraman on the field not a great idea, but they the NFL did start putting more cameramen on the sideline and putting camera now they put cameras you know they'll put them on the refs hats and put them in the the pylons in the end zone and like cameras everywhere so i think that you know the xfl really led the way with that which was pretty cool yeah um but yes the league failed after that first year it folded um they couldn't get anyone to broadcast it It wasn't monetarily gonna work vince mcmahon ended the league um but he did not get rid of that xfl uh that trademarked or that copyrighted whatever um name xfl he kept it and i think he toyed with the idea for about 20 years and in 2020 the xfl had its reboot no this year yep um completely different the things that were the same uh that stayed the same were that vince mcmahon was still helming this league but he was took a completely hands-off approach so he really did learn his lesson of being like let's not make this like the wwe and let me not, I don't know football that well, let me not be the person making all these decisions. Um, so he hired uh, a commissioner named Oliver Luck, who's the father of Andrew Luck, who was a successful quarterback in the NFL. This guy, Oliver Luck, did was had an executive role in the NCAA doing something similar. Um, so he was the right man for the job to make this a decent league because that was what they were missing mm-hmm. last time was like actual quality football not all the other stuff to distract it. Um, Vince McMahon put $500 million to fund this league together. um, And he said, that will last us three years. That's going to be funding for the next three years. We need a few years to get this going. We'll probably lose some money, um, but you you can't just do this in one year. He knew that too. So uh, early this year, right after the Super Bowl um, in February, the first week of the XFL reboot 2020 started. There was eight teams again. Teams were different. The names were better. They were more like regular sports teams' names, um, <laughs> not hitmen and Less like extreme. monster trucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were still like the uniforms were flashy, and they they weren't trying to be the NFL, which was great. Um, they were trying to be different and trying to be off season fun football. Um, and they did have some really great rule changes. The guy Oliver Luck did a great job, like coming up with a good league that's different enough but also like quality football. Right. So some of the rule changes, instead of going in that direction of like, let's make it extreme and dangerous. He um, actually made it some, he actually came up with some ideas that were safer than the NFL, mainly on those kickoffs. Uh, now there wouldn't be a defenseless player. They actually moved everyone closer together um, so that there wasn't that huge collision, hmm. which is a huge thing that I think like the NFL maybe will adopt one day because it's safer. Um they made some rule changes that just made the le- the game more exciting and faster and just a little different than the um, than the NFL, which was great. They're still doing a, or they were still doing a lot of good new broadcasting innovations. They uh, were miking up a lot of players, like everybody was miked up, like the whole team, which was super fun to listen to. 
Um, and something that I love um, about these broadcasts of this new game was that they would have an announcer on the sideline with a microphone ready, like right away after a play, good or bad, to interview the player and ask him what happened there. So like if they scored a touchdown, what went on? Good. If they missed a, like a game, you know, like a field goal that affected the outcome of the game, they'd be like, what went wrong there? And the guy would have to answer that on the spot. Oh so it was like gosh. pretty savage, honestly. That is savage, um, yeah. Because usually like, you know, you have time to process that and get in the press game, post game press conference thing and right. then like come up with an answer. Now there's someone with a microphone in your face right away. Like you have to answer like what went wrong? And it's like, I don't know, I missed, you know, super entertaining. Um, but also like it was just, you know, the the, the league was just better. Um, you know, they had better players, better talent, better coaching. Um, the media and fans were now taking it seriously because the game was better. So people viewed this as a very legit league. Um, they nixed cheerleaders completely. I think in response to the XFL's like previous fiasco with the cheerleaders being a major focus of it, they said, yeah. we're just not going to have any of that. We're going to focus on football. And they even went as far as mandating that every game, there had to be at least one female ref on the um, referee crew, which is a good nice. way to get, you know, in a in a sport that's like historically not very inclusive to women right. that's pretty cool that they did that and they really made a point to like change their old ways from 2001 sure vince mcmahon had nothing to do with that i'm sure that was oliver luck and other <laughs> people who were a little more progressive than him um but yeah so they did some really cool things and um it was looking like it was going to do pretty well they also leaned into gamble, like sports gambling, so they'd show like the odds on the screen during the game, which was a pretty smart tactic to like get yeah, people betting on things because that's a big thing, and obviously like legal sports betting. But um, I think that was smart of them because I don't know if you know any sports gamblers, but they will bet on anything, and if they flip on an XFL game, they're gonna watch because they're like, oh, I'll put money on this. The score, the odds are right there. One hundred, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I'm actually on the, I'm actually on the play XFL gambling app yeah they had their they developed an app i don't it was yeah associated with something but they like developed their own system yeah what's on there um yeah it's still on here so let's mm. just sign up shall we absolutely you can um, sign up um yeah. yeah you can you can sign up but i don't know if you're going to be able to bet because the xfl uh had an unfortunate downturn very fast oh within within five the first few months of this year not even a full year. And unfortunately, it was doing well. The ratings were solid. The first few weeks, attendance was high. Ratings were good. Not crazy high. Not un, un you know unrealistically high like the original run. But like they were like, if this goes on for three years and gets some stability, like it could last. It could be a good off-season competition to the NFL. Um, people were enjoying it. I was enjoying it. I was watching the games. Um, it was nice to have f football that was decent when the NFL wasn't going on. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, March hit and the COVID-19 panic, uh, pandemic that caused them panic. to... Well, panic, panic. also. Though. Panic and, and pandemic. Also a um, panic. Yeah. 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 So it, that's, um, so that's caused what caused the, suspend. the downfall. Yeah. And mm. I mean, they were doing all right. We were only halfway through the season. They had funding for the three years. Um, so they suspended operations like every sport did in, in February or March. Um, and they said, okay, so this season is done. We, It's not dead. We're going to pick it up next season, 2021. We have those three years. Players are excited. Uh, 
you know, they, it was a good test run. It, it, it almost worked. Just too bad this pandemic came at the worst possible time. Wow. Uh, this April, they ended up filing for bankruptcy and announced that the league was officially dead because uh, Vince McMahon said the league was losing a lot of money during this crisis. Um, you know, they had all these operating costs and they weren't outputting any football or any making any money back. So, um, yeah, they had to fold the league completely, even though they had that funding for three years. There's lots of speculation that he was pulling funding from the XFL to recoup losses because WWE was struggling uh, at the same time. And Mm. WWE was actually like officially a owner as an entity of the XFL, which is, I don't know if like that's, you're allowed to do that, but I guess that's the way it was. Um, Some of those. So yeah, I saw, (laughs) I saw one of those first broadcasts of WWE where, where they were still airing the show, but with no one in the audience. (laughs) It was like, oh yeah, it was like the Eric well, Andre the thing. show. It was hilarious. It was just like the whole like, is this an oh, SNL God. sketch? I don't know. You know, it was fantastic. So when did that? When did when did you see that? That must that have been was. Recent, um, right? I mean, that was like mid March when like really everything started to shut down. I mean, that's when the the show I was working on shut down. It was kind of like when things were really starting to kick off, and you know, everyone nationwide was like, oh okay, this is a yeah, all right, everything's gonna be canceled temporarily. Yeah. So like Vince McMahon folded this league, the XFL, and then WWE was deemed an essential business by the governor of Florida. Um, (laughs) I guess that's where they do a lot of their training and maybe that's where they're broadcasting it now. Of course it's Florida. I mean, so I guess, I guess he recovered personally because, you know, WWE is still kicking through this whole thing. Yeah. Um, But the XFL, like he just cut it off and cut it off. I think too early. I think it had some potential to stick around for a while. And it was it was a cool thing. Hmm. Uh, Oliver Luck, that guy who he hired to be the commissioner, who was a big reason why this league had any success, is suing Vince McMahon for wrongful termination, saying he's not being paid his full on contract for the three years, and he should be. You know, he violated that contract. Um, yeah, and that's where it is right now. Obviously, there's still things unfolding, but they've officially said, yeah, they're not coming back for 2021. They're in bankruptcy, probably going to completely dissolve. You know, soon. Unfortunately, failed twice. Basically, wow, failed twice. Some players, some of the best players uh, in the XFL in the current iteration, uh, will probably have an opportunity to play on some NFL teams, which is good. That's good. Yeah. But other than that, um, you know, the rest is the rest is history. But pretty crazy to try to combine the the just the whole um, spectacle of WWE wrestling with an actual football league. And uh, again, maybe sounds good in theory, maybe doesn't, but doesn't work in execution. Yeah. And even yeah. when you do it right. Yeah. Wow. Pandemic comes and ruins the second iteration. So great job, Danny. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I was not not entertained. That's good, yeah. especially for, for two guys who are not um, not football guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm glad, you know, this really had very little to do with football, you know. Yeah. I didn't I didn't hear any football jargon or... Yeah. yeah. Other than other than some of the rule changes, there really was not. There wasn't a lot of other than shitty football played. It was there wasn't much to report on there. It was all the other stuff. <laughs> and I can only speak for me, but I wouldn't know the difference. So between <laughs> shitty and good football, I so. think you would notice when everyone's just dropping the ball or guys are just like, I don't know. That's, that's yeah, that's probably fair. You would know yeah. from the jerseys alone, from the names on those. Yeah. 
yeah, when you see mm-hmm. like hitmen running around with the outlaws or the extreme, yeah, you would. Uh, well, yeah, you'd figure well, it out. yes. Pretty funny. I I wouldn't be surprised if he came back a third, for a third go at this eventually. He probably will. Yeah. I mean, he has billions, so it's, it's he fun. has billions. I think he was just panicking in this whole thing and, and needed to get his money out, but it could have worked the second time. They they kind of did it right. It just um, it was just very poor timing. Mm. But the first time, it's like I don't know what he was thinking. It was crazy. Oh, by the way, I did figure out. Um, most you're right, Danny. Most live shows are delayed between four and ten seconds. Four and okay. ten. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That, that there must technical be a, director's got to be speedy. I think there's yeah. probably a position uh, that's dedicated to like We're just watching. Yeah, like like ready to like call the kill switch in if if someone curses or there's a boob on screen or something. Right. That makes sense. Hmm. Yes, it does. <laughs> but I I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Yeah, you're doing that online course, right, that I sent you? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Become an online phlebotomist. A phlebotomist. Yeah, this is a good uh this is a good time for our our sponsor uh, Strayer University. Throw <laughs> that in there. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, that's XFL. Thank you, Danny. That was amazing. So, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yes, Everybody stay so. safe out there and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Don't listen to uh Brian Kemp if you live in Georgia like me. Um, because he's a yeah. moron. Or honestly, don't listen to Vince McMahon. Yeah. It's kind of either crazy. one really. I don't know. That's just advice everyone should follow. But uh yeah, I mean, you know, have a day everybody. Stay safe. Adios. All right. Danny didn't want to say bye. Oh, I didn't say <laughs> <off> the- <laughs> You didn't have an outro, Danny. Yeah, you need an outro. I didn't. <laughs>